enough drinking water, enough food, uh, no electricity, no connectivity, and many of them are desperate. I think those people who are in Assam, they know what is my priority. Hello and welcome to We the People. With the brewing political crisis in Maharashtra, the focus is back on resort politics. A predictable charade of political parties moving the MLAs to resorts and hotels has begun. A dissident group of Shiv Sena MLAs led by Eknath Shinde are enjoying a seven-day all-expense-paid stay in Guwahati's five-star Radisson Blue Hotel. They were also in a hotel in Surat last week where they were sequestered for two nights. Police protection, luxury buses, chartered planes, five-star hotel accommodation, all of them are being provided to these rebel MLAs. Who is going to pay for this? This even as the Aam Aadmi on the ground in the flood-affected parts of the state can't access clean drinking water. Over 125 people have died in the state of Assam so far. People can't cremate or bury their dead in Silchar as all crematoriums are flooded. So... Tonight on We the People, we're asking resort politics amidst a flood havoc in this Maha game of thrones at play, who pays? Joining us on We the People tonight, Deshratta Nigam, a lawyer, a political analyst who supports the RSS and the BJP. Kapil Madan, also a lawyer in the Supreme Court, but who supports the Congress. Senior journalist Madhavan Narayan and Arti Jairath. And Akash Banerjee, political satirist and a host of the Deshbakht. Arti Jairath, first... Let me ask you, we're looking at uh, these scenes and, you know, private jets, etc., etc., seven days, all expense paid for trip. Someone has to pay for this in the end, figuratively and literally. Who, uh, who pays the price for this? Obviously, the taxpayer. We, the people, we pay the price for this because, you know, I mean, the, it's obviously resort politics is a very expensive business. I mean... You know, chartering a flight all the way from Surat to Guwahati across the country. You can imagine how much it costs. And then, you know, so many MLAs hold up in a five-star hotel. I mean, where, who, who's, who's paying for them? Where is this money come from? Uh, you know, even if it's not state-funded as such, and it's funded by a private, uh, you know, a political party, you know, where has the political party got this money from? How does it make this kind of money to, you know, put these people up? You know, it's now become such a regular thing. Every time there's a Rajya Sabha poll, we see resort politics. Every time, uh, you know, a government is in trouble in any state, we see resort politics. It's just become, you know, part of our whole political, uh, you know, sort of setup and our ambience. And it's just getting more and more and more expensive every time. You know, I, it just pushes up the cost of politics and, you know, completely takes away from what government should be concentrating on, which is governance, mm. which is providing amenities to people, providing development to people, making sure that they get health care, uh, making sure they get proper education, you know, instead of which they're constantly involved in trying to shore up a government that's falling or in trying to ensure, you know, their candidate gets into the Rajya Sabha. 
I mean, it's just very sad that our politics is, you know, just reached this kind of uh, low level now. Well, this is a common phenomenon now. No one even raises an eyebrow. At one point of time, perhaps one did. But uh, Madhavan uh, Narayanan, let me ask you, it's a common phenomenon, but is it a uniquely Indian phenomena and I ask this uh, ironically this whole resort politics because it comes on a day when the Prime Minister just spoke of Indian democracy uh, in Munich just about an hour ago. Well um, Sarah first of all let me joke a little bit about the, what is happening in Guwahati although the floods are pretty grim. I'm thinking uh, Radisson Blues uh, saga is going on for so long that I want to call it Hotel California. You can check out any time <laughs> you like, but you never leave. And somebody pays the bill for it. But I, it's a good point to ask whether it's Indian or not. And I think it's not. It's typically Indian in many ways. One important point is that I keep saying India is a electoral democracy, but it's not a cultural democracy. What it means is that we have taken the bit of voting into a democratic culture, but we do not understand that democracy involves accountability at various levels. It basically means um, not only do you follow the law, you also follow the principle of accountability to the public. Hmm. And you see, the National Herald case is being discussed. Now, it's essentially can be discussed as a private matter of the Congress party. But if the law enforcing authorities and political spokespersons describe the National Herald and the company uh, with which it deals as public institutions, by the same logic, all the money spent in Guwahati or in any resort like this essentially involves a public accountability. Correct. Now, if you look at the Narayan, uh, sorry, uh, Eknath Shinde camp, it's not even a political party yet. So it doesn't even have electoral bonds Funds, yeah. or any Funds. such source of avenue. So which means it's coming from private pockets and it begs the question, funding it and with what in purpose there must be a quid pro quo here. Yeah. Let me also add that yeah. electoral bonds have been in uh, discussion earlier and there is a lack of transparency in that. So even if a political party gets the money, we don't know who it gets from. Correct. And uh, Correct. going to audit this. What kind of uh, audit trail do we mention on this? You no know, NGO accounts are being audited, but political parties uh, spending is have not free visible to the public. They're not accountable to anyone. You have nine ministers uh, of the government in Maharashtra who are in this resort for the past. Uh, well, four, seven days and two days before, so nine days, and they all have ministries that they're supposed to be running. As of now, they're not sure if they're in the old party or going to be in a new party or where they're going to be, but they still hold those ministries. Well, Akash Banerjee, at least five-star hotels get to benefit, and that seems to be an industry that will continue uh, to not be affected by the ups and downs of our economy, by inflation, clearly. Uh, but I just wanted to play out these visuals of... Um, the MLAs, let me just pull this up. Uh, we have these MLAs in Assam, rebel ships in our MLAs. They are celebrating the birthday of Narendra Bhondekar, an MLA from Bandara at this Guwahati hotel. Let's just listen in, listen in to that audio. I feel, I mean, if this, I mean, should we even be laughing, crying? Like, how do you, the joke's on us, Akash Banerjee. So, obviously, um, 
the joke is definitely going to be on people as you as 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 was being discussed that you know it's the taxpayer who's paying for these gulfstream and cessna jets that are crisscrossing the nation all through the night um you know you you asked how how regular is this how 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 much we have accepted politicians to do this and i think we need to take a little bit of a corporate view because at least politicians seem to be taking a corporate view we are hearing rumors about 50 crores uh, a pack uh, at this point of time if we take a corporate view sara just 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 entertain me for 2 minutes here say for example there are people within ndtv who are not very happy with the way things are at ndtv they think that it's a too negative channel too many questions being asked they want a more positive channel and they break away from ndtv and create something called mdtv for example and they say no no we are the real guys okay they might get a lot of support also uh, rebel groups we all like rebels somewhere down the line but when it will become apparent that this mdtv rebel fraction is actually being sponsored by your rival channel say monkey now or for example something like that <laughs> then people will begin to question are these rebels really setting up a different channel are they challenging the authority of ndtv or are they actually working as somebody else hmm. and that is why sara we have something called the non compete clause if today you have to stop this tamasha of cake being cut in a state that is drowning i think what you should do for politicians is to have a non compete clause hmm. not a anti defection but a non compete clause you want to quit politics go quit politics go into the himalayas but don't you can't join politics or another party for 5 years maybe that is when we'll stop to see stop seeing the charade that is playing out on the screens right now well like you said we have anti defection laws you have devices like whips and votes not being held secret ballots but clearly no one can seems to be able to trust their own legislators and perhaps the question is you know what does this say about us uh, a new low in indian politics every day we hit a new low but let me bring in deshrath and nigam uh, to pick up from where <clears throat> Akash Banerjee left off. Uh, Mr. Nigam, before flying to Assam with his flock on the 22nd of June, Mr. Shinde and a large number of these MLA spent two nights in Surat, which is Gujarat, the BJP rule state. Now they're in Assam, also run by the BJP. A, a coincidence? No, I, I don't think. I, I will read too much into it. The fact is, these people were worried about the security and safety. about themselves and which is proving to be true with the kind of conduct we saw on the attack on the offices and the tearing down posters in maharashtra and so in gujarat being a neighboring state so probably they thought they go to a state where uh, you know they will feel more safe in the sense it's it's not contiguous state as uh, with maharashtra they feel more safe in the northeast in 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 a place where where which is not which is quite far away from maharashtra <laughs> as of now it's uh, not a Mr. laughing Nigam, it's Mr. not a, Nigam, it's not a laughing matter the association for democratic reforms the adr has said that in all the defections since 2016 the bjp has been the biggest gainer 44% of the 443 mlas and mps who have switched parties and then recontested the polls have gone to the bjp that speaks about the popularity of bjp why do you have to look at negative all the standards they accept anyone from i mean there's no commitment to ideology so let me tell you what happened in the let's let's uh, give a contextual framework to the maharashtra issue the original uh, mandate for governance was was with bjp and shiv sena the unethical immorality started from that place when shiv sena broke that uh, allegiance and uh, you know that gathbandhan as you call it now the equilibrium is being restored 
This is in the context of Maharashtra. I'm not so generalizing. You, so you're willing to admit the BJP is behind this? No, no, no. I'm not saying BJP is behind it because BJP is still watching the game. What is happening? And BJP is in competitive politics like any other politics, political party, and they will take advantage of the situation as and when they feel comfortable, which is one should not shy away from that aspect. Now, secondly, I wish the TV channels were equally aggressive about discussing the issue when six BSP MLAs, you know, joined Congress in Rajasthan. We were all in one vote. We no, were, I, but the I, fact still remains that the and, largest number, 44% of all the MLAs who switched over have gone to the BJP. And and, and, and the TMC, when the all-Congress people went but to the, the TMC. the fact still remains that the majority of them, this is a phenomenon that is now normal, as Arti Jarath has pointed out. The BJP me, is not you, the only party who me, does it, but can, the majority you, of MLAs you, have gone to the BJP. Can you, can you allow me to finish uninterrupted? Go ahead, I mean, sir. You, can, you can note down your questions and then put it. Go because ahead, the sir. Thought uh, thought ahead. process gets disturbed. I thought I would get equal time as Akash Benerjee. You are getting a lot of time. So, no, no, you, I keep getting interrupted. That's what I don't like. Well, sir, this is a debate. It is a discussion. You will get interrupted if you point out facts that may not be factually right. So, so please, let's not you, waste your time. This is a, a half an hour show, so go ahead, sir. Therefore, note your questions and then ask. So let me again point out, when the entire issue became uh, started from that uh, that particular, you know, uh, backstabbing that happened in Maharashtra. And the MLAs are quite sensitive to the public opinion. When they realize that the top leadership has shaken hands with the Congress and NCP of the Shiv Sena, then there was a disconnect between voters. Voters couldn't uh, shake hands with the voters and supporters of NCP and Congress. There was a disconnect. They were moving away from the all-encompassing philosophy of Hindutva. And the feedback they got, they waited for some time. Then they realize that uh, the there is a disconnect between the voters and the leadership of Shiv Sena. And being very sensitive to the public opinion because they have to face elections after elections, the, this step was taken. This is an equilibrium being restored again. Yes, BJP, if finds a uh, position very conducive, will obviously take advantage of a situation which is uh, uh, competitive politics. All competitive politics or you'll go to any lengths to stay in power? No place for please, ethics, please, principles? please. Please let me tell uh, let me tell you, our constitution and law have both constitutional morality and ethics uh, intertwined in it, and th that's what Supreme Court has also said. So what is being done is being done under the constitution. Please show me any evidence your channel has that BJP is directly involved or they are spending money. I am willing to accept and I am going to criticize BJP right now. Well, obviously, we don't have proof of that. Otherwise, it will not be happening. The BJP so claims the, themselves the that they are not involved. But so then the will, these, will these MLAs join the BJP? Let me tell you, then we, the debate is entirely based on assumptions and conjectures. You will agree That's to that. An, no, I won't. No, because I won't. you this said you happened, don't have... This has happened no, numerous no, no. times in no, the I'm past talking, and every I'm, time I'm, you can't claim that because there's no proof. We already have a panelist who pointed out there's no way of knowing where the money comes from. Where does the political see, funding see, come from? Who is paying let, for this right now? Tell you, let me tell you Why are thing. they in Assam? Sir, Why were they in not, Surat before? Sir, certainly not the state exchequer is paying. The state is not paying. It has to be a private money which but is coming from... But they feel safe only in Assam and Surat. Yes, because they have a safety issue and probably the Assam government or the BJP government, let's not shy away from that, can give them better security there. So let's not shy away from all those facts. But the fact remains, but the fact remains, we are in a competitive politics and everybody has been indulging in it. And unless and until you show me some proof 
and believe me i take a very clear stand if even if any party or to which even i favor has a proof against them i am the first person to criticize well so one point with you that i will agree on unfortunately the sad situation is that everybody is indulging in this couple madan similar scenes witnessed ahead of the rajya sabha polls we've seen this many a time in the past congress ruled states too resort politics have occurred in gujarat karnataka bihar haryana up rajasthan goa they weren't devoid of it either ahead of uh, ahead of the recent uh, election so nobody is uh, really uh, ab- above blame here so sarah ji i i would like to wish i would uh, wish to make an important point which i think everyone has missed now we are undermining what is the role of central agencies like cbi and ed don't you think when a huge payment you know uh, uh, the hotels and these expensive resorts are being booked don't you think that these central agencies like ed and cbi they should remain extra vigilant to ensure that there is no ill gotten money that is being used to subserve the process as established under the constitution don't you think that they should remain vigilant to ensure that there is no corruption money that is involved when you know the alleged uh, uh, horse trading happens so my my take is this that ultimately ultimately any public officer what is the ultimate object of any public officer ultimate object of any public officer is to serve uh, people it is it is to ensure that they remain committed they remain uh, faithful to the oath that they took uh, towards the constitution okay, now the joke the is fact- on the public because nobody seems to do it across all parties that's that's i mean that's 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 very very unfortunate and i think as you know okay uh, uh, let me take this forward uh, 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 madhavan narayan if you can uh, respond you know we've uh, perhaps talked talked about solution how come this does this happen despite the anti defection law it's been in place since 1985 i think you have legislative devices like you have whips you have votes that can't be held by secret ballots still we see uh, things like this phenomena like this continuing and actually getting worse as arthi points out more and more money uh, continues to be spent and then uh, you know mr rathan comes uh, on the show and says that well there's no proof to show who's behind this i think let's not talk proof here uh, sarah because i think this is a matter not because uh, there is uh, lack of evidence doesn't mean lack uh, a lack of truth so we'll have to look at it from a point of view of uh, circumstantial evidence in which case dev fadnavis for instance in this case is clearly reported to have met uh, eknath shinde at well past midnight yes uh, yeah. two years ago so some of the facts are out there and i trust that even if the masses of india do not look at the detail a substantial part of urban educated indians will understand that you don't need to put two and two together here and who stands to gain so no the gain is not the issue the gain the, there are two critical issues here one is that anti defection laws are in place but uh, there are loopholes within the law uh, such as one third splitting away sure. which is being exploited the other more critical issue is uh, there is a case of browbeating candidates this way or that i don't hold any brief for any one political party but you know there are various kinds of persuasion you know mm. mrs thackeray uddhav thackeray is supposed to have phoned the uh, wives of the mlas lodged in guwahati so that kind of friendly persuasion works at the same time the officers have been roughed up in some cases but let's face it this is not sounding like a democracy it's sounding like a 
some kind of a feudal battle between uh, you know uh, soldiers in the pre-democratic era. So th- is this what India deserves in the 21st century is what we need to be asking. More important is accountability at various levels. Hmm. And uh, it is very clear that horse trading is taking place. Otherwise, MLAs could be even in the age of Aadhaar and blockchain and all the kind of technologies. Even sitting in Guwahati, you can take a vote. You know, uh, these MLAs can say, we will not change our minds and this is my video recording. Let 46 MLAs say that on video. Mm. Now, that is not happening, which basically means that everybody is leaving room open for negotiation, which in plain speak is horse trading. So this is the public morality we need to Mm. be conscious of. I am fully conscious of the fact that popularity is not everything. That is why I keep saying electoral... No, I I love the word populism increasingly because uh, it's a by this... uh, But populism of what kind is the thing? Even public... People are asking for accountability of party money hmm. and asking for loyalty is also important. If it is indeed true, yeah. as yeah. Deshrat Nigam says, that the voters are upset with Shiv Sena, uh, then the... Actually, they should Shudhi all elections again. Yeah, you can call for elections. Yeah, what is happening call for here elections. Let uh, these rebel MLAs stand for elections again. Is that, uh, all, you know, there are... Uh, constitutional experts and Lok Sabha experts like uh, Secretary Generals retired and serving can say various things. But the point is that the uh, the elephant in the room is the fungibility of MLAs across. Okay. But talking about accountability, let's also turn, you know, look into the, take a look at ourselves in the mirror. I'm not going to ask Aarti or Madhavan this. So, Akash Banerjee, to you, what is the role of the media in all of this? You know, where at one point of time, I think even our coverage was different. Maybe that's, Aarti says, you know, it's it's such a normal phenomena anymore that it's no longer news. So, uh, you know, I, I think the media also has to raise the difficult questions. The media doesn't raise the difficult questions. I mean, imagine so many days down, we are actually trying to debate who is involved, who's not involved. I mean, curious case of coincidences. And I'm sure the media needs to point out that what was the chief minister of Assam doing in the same hotel where these rebels landed up? Maybe he was taking stock of the flood situation. What was happening as far as the flights being going from here to Delhi to Vadodara? Incidentally, also the chief, uh, the former chief minister of Maharashtra being in Vadodara. It's all coincidences. The people who are getting raided, it's all coincidences. The point is that I can agree that the media should be asking questions, but I'll go one step deeper. What even if media asks the questions? You know, beyond a certain point of time, when I do these shows on YouTube, I do realize that beyond a certain point of time, it's just not okay to blame the media. Is because are people wanting to know the truth? Do people really are bothered? Mm. Are people boiling right now? Is that, oh, 50 crores, is that what is being discussed? Sab chalta hai. It is okay. So let us also understand is this is happening is because there is no outrage that is happening. Nobody's bothered. Sarah, you might be bothered. A few other people might be bothered that this is happening in a state. Out of all states that they could have gone into and done resort politics, they decide to go into a state that is sinking. Just look at the ethical optics of it. But yeah, do you think anybody's concerned? I don't think so. So okay. beyond a certain point of time, I don't blame the media. All right, let's, I do have, I'm told we have someone joining us, uh, one of the audience members wants to speak up from the Northeast, Anshumani Rajkoa. Uh, Anshumani, go ahead, what's uh, your comment, your question? And let's play up those visuals again, as Akash points out, of uh, flood-affected Assam, while the cake is being cut. 
Anshumani? Yes. Um, what I would like to say is currently when our state government is spending crores of rupees on the royal hospitality of uh, the Maharashtrian MLAs, people in the same state dying, drowning, fighting each passing day to without even the basic facilities of drinking water, shelter, food, electricity, and whatnot. I guess that's the saddest part of the world's largest running democracy, where politicians' life and their royalty matters more, more than the people who actually make this government and for whom this money should be actually used for. All right. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Anshumani, for joining us with that. Uh, I'm down to a minute, so quick last words, 30 seconds to you, Mr. Nigam, and then to Aarti Jarat, closing words. See, uh, let me correct Mr. Madhavan that one-third split was given up in 2003. Now that law has been made tougher by a way of 10th schedule in uh, making it two-third. And that two-third is also that exception to disqualification is available, available for merger, nothing else. So, and it will be tested on the floor of the house. And if 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 the assembly wants a re-election, re-election will take place. All Just right. merely because okay. some people want it or not want it. Uh, Aarti if, 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 if the assembly yeah, wants you know, I, 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 I would uh, tend to go along with what Akash said. Uh, listen, at the end of the day, everything depends on what voters want and do, right? If voters indeed feel so strongly about what's going on, and it is a spectacle, there's no question about it. The best, the only way politicians will learn is if voters reject them when elections come. It has started happening. We have seen in West Bengal last time, uh, uh, quite a few defectors were punished. They were not voted. We saw that happening in Maharashtra also in the assembly elections uh, three years ago. Defectors were punished. They were not re-elected. This has to happen increasingly. The voice, you know, the rejection has to come from the people. It's only then that politicians are going to wake up and take note because laws, I mean, there are so many ways of circumventing the laws as yes. we see. There is an anti-defection law, yet people defect. And, you know, you're supposed to do a flaw test, but <coughs> numbers are being decided and counted in, in results. All right. That's not the well, way democracy Sarah, I, just, I would just leave the last... I'm completely out of time. Apologies. Thank you all for joining us. The story is not over. We'll do more shows on this because uh, we certainly do care and we hope uh, you do too. Thank you for joining us on Week to Be Podcast.